Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. DMBR Fantasy, my man Justin Michael, Kale Sorbo behind the booth. I am Andre Simone. Week two almost in the books. Of course, we've got a little NFC North bout. One of those that this is one of those games, Lions Packers, that the NFL has been playing like damn near 100 years. You love that. Um, and yeah, how are you feeling? How was your fantasy week? I, I had a great redemption week. So. I came into this season thinking, you know, I love my team. This is one of the better teams I've drafted in five, six years. I'm good. They completely crapped the bed last week. I got the lowest point total in the entire league. I followed it up in week two with the highest point total of any league. And I still got Aaron Rodgers to play tonight. So I'm, I've really had a good week. And I got to credit my main man, King Derrick Henry, who we'll get into here in just a second. But three touchdowns really carried my team yeah that's uh early on finding some nice matchups on defenses to fade oh, totally. and uh you want to start anyone against the seahawks certainly derrick henley let's get into that though redemption week as you mentioned it and it's redemption hour there look at that that graphic is a uh, chef's kiss yeah truly what more could you ask from that so you proposed this, and there are several people who we might have been ready to overreact on after week one who may be kind of coming back, regressing back to the mean. And in this case, that regression, a positive thing because it means them performing closer to expectations in week two. So kind of a, 
a stock watch or assessment of sorts with some of these guys. Obviously, Derrick Henry is one of those uh, players you would start with. Who else do you have on your radar here? I mean, I think there's a couple of Tennessee Titans you could look at when you're we're t- when we're talking about this conversation. That Titans offense really underwhelmed week one. A yep. Titans offense that all three of us were pretty dang high on coming into the season. Tannehill, he has a nice redemption game at Seattle. Julio Jones as well, the guy that you had as one of your top 10 wide receivers. Yeah. It Was it a you know Julio 30-point day? No, but it was exactly what you're expecting and kind of hoping that he could be, which is just a really solid wide receiver two option. Yeah, um, I thought that was good. A.J. Brown certainly kills it. I mean, that whole offense felt really, really good. Um, and, I mean, you like you needed that. You, you needed these kind of big games. Well, these were um, probably people you drafted pretty high. I mean, Derrick Henry, you know, I would imagine is a top five pick. Henry in for leads. sure. A.J. Brown is probably going in the first couple of rounds. Like Tannehill might have been an early quarterback taken, depending on how high you had him ranked. Like these are guys that you're going to have to count on. It was good to see them. I mean, there were a bunch of teams this week that I was pleased to see. I mean, as a, as a Matt Ryan owner, it was nice to see Atlanta's offense get back together mm-hmm. and uh, get Kyle Pitts involved a little bit. He, uh, he had a catch in that game that was thrown behind him, and he just kind of snagged it while he's running and brings it in, and you just see the the freakish ability that that dude has, and it's just good to see. It's It was a good reminder that you can't overreact too much to week one. I do it every single yes. year when it comes to fantasy, when it comes to pick them. You said it on the tailgate. You know, There's not going to be a million 2-0 teams. There's only two right. in the AFC, the Broncos and the Raiders. Right. Things are starting to even out. Yeah, it's really true. How about Austin Eckler? Great week from him. Um, I mean, you're still worried, like, you know, how healthy is he going to be long term? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the Chargers in general. I think if you're a Keenan yeah. Allen owner, you're probably right. walking on pins and needles at any point. But it yeah. was good to see Eckler and get involved because he's a guy that should be really effective, especially in PPR leagues. Absolutely. Another PPR favorite, James White. He showed a little more. I don't sure I'm not sure that's redemption hour though. I think that's like this is what Belichick's been doing with his backfield for like five years now. It's just, where it's like, yeah, James White might be worth starting three times a year in a PPR. Good luck figuring out what those three weeks, are, yeah. right? Unless you're like Josh McDaniels and you're actually calling the plays, you're gonna have a hell of a time figuring out when they go to him or when is it gonna be Rex Burkhead that gets me two Damian garbage Harris, touchdowns. Or, yeah. Right. Um and Damon Harris, one of the better, like, he's been a stud. So. He's so good, man. Bill Belichick really relying on those Alabama mm-hmm. ties of these last couple of years. I mean, Barmore and and Mac Jones, obviously. And they just know how to get good players. It, it feels kind of personal for Belichick right now after yeah. Brady went yeah. down and won the Super Bowl in Tampa right. Bay. Um, but, yeah, just a lot of, lot of good redemption stories this week. A couple of them in Denver, too. I mean, I think you could look at Cortland Sutton. I don't know if you hold week one against him, especially because he was a little bit limited with his targets and I know they're mm-hmm. kind of trying to ease him back in. He looked like the wide receiver one that you want to lock down to a contract extension. My question for you guys is fantasy wise, how do we feel about him moving forward for the whole season, especially when Judy gets back? Is he a guy maybe you try and go trade for if you don't have him because you know he's going to, I mean, nine for 159, just absurd. Worth, yeah, how to into. treat him? Do you because you don't want to overreact to one game either? Also, a good point. Yeah. I think I'm a believer, though. 
I'm and a I believer think that in Judy Patrick. He's the number one. He's going to get those long bombs. Now, with all wide receivers who really feast on long bombs, we've been saying this about guys like Will Fuller, Tyreek Hill for years. Obviously, slightly different caliber to some extent. Tyreek Hill, I'd say. There's going to be some boomer bust weeks. There's some big boomer bust because some some weeks you're just going to break a couple and go off. In other weeks, it's yeah, you couldn't quite get that connection on a couple deep ones. And your production suffers from it. Well, and we know that Pat Shermer is going to want to rely on that run game, which we haven't really seen them get going, you know, at the effective rate in which they want to. Yeah. I know the the rushing numbers were okay in week one, but they were pretty dramatically skewed by that Melvin Gordon long touchdown mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Denver's defense, and I think Vic Fangio brought this up today, they've gone against a lot of stacked fronts. Like, teams know they want to run the football, and that's going to change what you do, but... It just feels like they're going to get Cortland the football because he's their best target down the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, here's the thing. If you drafted Cortland Sutton. You're feeling good. You were on the fence, and that week just made you feel really, really good because he's. Had a great week for me. Yeah, probably better than what you anticipated or expected two weeks into the NFL season. I mean, so. I am a little worried. He, he looked pretty gimpy at times in that game, and obviously you got to worry, you know, is that going to be a recurring thing for him? There were times where it didn't seem like he was running yep. extremely well. Yep. But he, he grinded it out, and I think that's encouraging to see, at least that he's able to, to play through certain levels of pain because there's, you know, certain guys that that's just not the case. I wonder how much – how much teams are really going to give him that extra attention because he doesn't look like he's running too smooth. The Jags, honestly, it just kind of seemed like he's beaten trail technique on a couple times. Like yeah. it didn't seem like the, the corners behind him because he's out running them. It seems like the corners behind him. Cause that's precisely what he's instructed to do. But when it came time to play the ball, Cortland as Cortland's known to do just came down with it. And you have a quarterback whose specialty is accuracy and, and putting the football where it needs to be. No, so that's no, the other thing. No. Like, it, you're not going to be completely placement. reliant on those 20, 30-yard catches because there's going to be 10-yard out routes. There's going to be some comebacks where Teddy just puts it, and we saw that. Cortland does a great job of, of fighting for the ball, of using his body to shield off defenders. Like, the dude's just a stud. We've known it his entire career, and it's good to see him come out and put it on board because I think that's big for any player coming off a major injury It's just that Oh, get it, so get your legs under you and you yeah. know you can take a hit. Know you can make those plays again. We've kind of done this already in this segment, but let's really get into stonks, guys who have impressed us, who are really just taken off their fantasy value. I love that graphic. Um, so it's phenomenal. And I wanted to start this without talking specifically about one player, but more of a whole offense. Yeah. I'm somewhat obsessed with the Los Angeles Rams right now. Oh, let's get into it. Let's do this. uh, (laughs) How they're looking with Matthew Stafford. Two kind of sneaky, very solid wins against the Colts and Bears to start off the year. Um, Stanford, again, just looking lights out. And uh, so who are we buying? Sony Michelle's kind of a hot pickup right now on the waiver wire. Everyone's going gaga over Cooper Cup. As they should. <laughs> Cooper Cup Cooper Cup was like wide receiver 13 in drafts this year, which is just insane. 
Um, he's been this good for forever. Even if you look back on that 2018 year when they had all three of those wide receivers and people were just putting up stuff, people viewed him as a slot because that's where he was playing, but he's proving he can play all over the field, especially now that he's got a quarterback that can get it, give him get him there with his arm. And what's really interesting about this Rams offense that I think why you should be starting all of them if they're on your team right now is unlike the last couple years, this is a very similar offense to 2017 and 2018 when they were playing the same personnel nearly 100% of snaps. Higby and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are going to be on the field the entire game. Start all of them. Everything comes off their 11 personnel in tight. That's what they can run off of because, again, the wide receivers are in tight, so you have blockers, and it really helps them because – in tight, you've got more room to operate to the sideline and a big arm that can stretch it past the numbers like Stafford really thriving in that kind of offense. So they have me intrigued. Another offense that's really exploded is, and now Justin, we were high on Stafford coming into the year. Yeah, we I mean, kind of had him in a in tier, now, right? Like we, right, we, right. We yeah. kind of figured, yeah. and this is the thing that I'd heard on a couple of national talking points from people that had, been in conversation with the Rams personnel. You know, McVay, Kyle Shanahan, they all come from that uh, Lafleur. They're all, you know, the, the up-and-comers. And I think people have really been raving over, you know, Shanahan and what he does from an innovative perspective. Yeah. And I think McVay is kind of like, you want to know what? I'm the one that started all this. I haven't had a guy, and now I'm just unleashing it. And you have a quarterback that's perfect for the system. He's a big arm. He's been effective in play action his entire career, going all the way back to his days at Georgia. Like, yeah. this is what yeah. Stafford wants yeah. to do. They want to lean on the run game, and he wants to stretch the field. They got the guys for it. And as far as Cooper Cup goes, he's always been a guy that was getting heavy targets, but he now has a guy that's going to be able to get him some touchdowns. That yeah. was the thing about here, Cooper here. Cup that was kind of frustrating from a fantasy perspective, just as a guy that had owned him a couple of times over the last couple of years. He was going to get six, seven catches a game. That was great. It just... He wasn't scoring a ton of touchdowns. I think he could be a sneaky candidate to lead the league in touchdown receptions this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, it's a great call. So I'd be really high on those guys. I am ready to overreact on a lot of that team. The backfield's kind of tricky, but again, Daryl Henderson, you already own if you have him. And like, where are you guys you at do with Van Jefferson? Him? Because. He's a little bit more boomer bust, but he's yeah. just one of those dudes where, like, if you're really desperate for a flex option or wide receiver three, maybe depending on what type of format you're playing in, I mean, you've always got the potential for that dude to go for like a sixty-yard TD. I I like him if you're in at least a ten-person league and you maybe need a, a maybe need a flex play. Yeah. If like you're in an eight-person, if you're in, yeah, exactly. If you're in a six or eight-person league. Avoid him. Yeah, uh, there's no need point. to. You're yeah. stretching and starting someone you shouldn't. But if you need a, a good flex option, especially with how these running back injuries are already piling up, I think that's not a horrible play. Yeah, and I'm huge on Van Jefferson in dynasty leagues. I, I kind of think that could be a nice buy low candidate. Again, they're in 11 personnel 24-7. And he's he's that consolidated he's third guy. Third yeah. guy. So, um yeah, let's see more. But it is interesting how Stafford's never really hammered away at that slot guy. Tate would do some stuff out a of the slot. A little bit in Detroit. Um, but, yeah, he, but he's, he's definitely n- been an outside. He's always going to hammer guy. the outside guys. Yeah. 
even Ebron never quite got it going. So and like Higby isn't really produced. So when he plays a short game, it's usually more screens or dump offs to tight to ends guys. on the outside. Oh. He's not playing tight within the numbers very often, which it's just not his game. That's what was right. really weird right. going back to when they drafted Hawkinson as high as they did. I, I liked his talent. It was just one of those where I was like, Stafford, Stafford's not going to use him. And he, he, had, he didn't really in his one season with him. But, yeah, I'm, I'm super high on this Rams offense. Another offense in the NFC West that I think all of us are stoked about is Arizona. Yeah. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, people are maybe a little too high on him at times, I think. There are some things he does that – just kind of confused me but yeah people go off labels like if you watch this offense last year it was way too conservative i yeah. heard a i heard a really interesting description of their offense where it's just the most extreme version of pickup football ever where there really <laughs> isn't a plan other than our dudes are more athletic than yours but it's working great the other thing i want to mention about this weekend before we talk way too long about about the cardinals is if you have a player that's playing against the Vikings, immediate, just spam that. That defense is going to give up points. It's not bad advice. Um, Never play a Vikings kicker, <laughs> ever. To your point about Kingsbury, though, now they actually have that speed. And so Kirk goes off week one. Rondale goes off week two. Now, <laughs> it was a bit of a broken play on that A touchdown. bit. I'm not sure that's exactly replicable, but... I do think this offense is showing you that um, fantasy-wide, again, in deeper leagues, it's an offense that can carry three fantasy starters, potentially four at wide receiver. It, the, Depending on what A.J. Green does, like they, yeah. they're going to have a lot of different options. But Kyler especially. What's up, Brad Montgomery? Yeah. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Zach Castro as well. Been Big very time. active. Yeah. Um, Arizona, though, I just – and if we're talking about teams that are just fun to watch, I think you could throw the Rams in that conversation as well. Is there anybody that, other than maybe Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray is like the most yeah, electric dude. thing going in the NFL right now. He's scrambling around. He's jumping forward, jumping back, throwing downfield. It's kind of underrated, honestly, how totally entertaining underrated. he's been. Yeah. Um, and like him and Dak is going to be a really fascinating fantasy conversation. Well, it's... Or him and Herbert. I already think his value in fantasy exceeds Herbert's. I can tell you right now, I regret not taking Kyler over Aaron Rodgers. What I did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, and that back to Stafford. Stafford's another guy. We were high on him, but we kind of saw him in that tier with, like, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, and Jalen Hurts. He's, me, he's, he's a leg up. above that. He's like yeah. top five fantasy QB yeah. territory. He's up there with Lamar and Kyler mm -hmm. and Dak mm -hmm. and Mahomes. Like he's Absolutely. he's in for a mass as long as he stays healthy. And you can say that about anyone, right? If, you know, with a guy that's as dependent on improvisation and, and running around, like it's always going to be a factor. But what we're seeing with these young mobile quarterbacks, Lamar and Kyler, they're so elusive. They're so evasive in the open field you can't really get a clean shot on them. You know, it's not like RG three who is out there just getting the living hell beat out of them. They know how to get down. So and I, too. I just think that's the big difference between these modern mobile quarterbacks is they've learned how to take advantage of the rules when they're in the pocket, yeah. you know, when they're in the open field, it's hard to hit them. Like, Good luck opposing defense. Well, it's Good like luck. that Justin Simmons flag on Daniel Jones week one. It, totally. That's how the game's yeah. changed. Is it a good time to get into conversation about another 
another quarterback. Another stonk that's appreciating right now. Another stonk that's appreciating. Yeah. Is it time to maybe try and go get Justin Fields because of that rushing floor? Yeah, Fields is going to be a really interesting conversation in a Matt Nagy offense. You got to be intrigued by that. I thought you were going to go Derek Carr, who's already owned in a lot of leagues, but showing more aggression. That's leading to more fantasy production and actually led to a really nice week. The whole Raiders offense stonks are up. Stonks are up. I mean, these are three 2-0 teams, you know, and stonks are up across the board. Car's an interesting one, though. Car's a really interesting one, but I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting you to take that angle. Um, well, I was just Bridgewater would be another one. Yeah, well, we haven't gotten to waivers yet. That's what Justin Fields is owned in most leagues, which is why I was a little. That's crazy. Yeah. The, here's the thing about this Bears Bears system. All offseason, I wanted to know, you know, are they going to play Justin Fields or are they going to go Andy Dalton? That's not creative. Everybody, you know, same sure. same question. But the Bears, their first two games, I, I was listening to one of the, I think it was a Ringer podcast, a national one. They were talking about how in terms of, like, points allowed by the quarterback, their, like, first three games were against some of the top defenses from last year, three or four. And then it was really going to even out after that. And because of that, I do think now is probably the time where – the next week or two, you got to imagine they're going to Justin Fields. Like, now's the time. I, I imagine he's already bought up, like Kale said, in most leagues. But now's the time. Now's the time. If there was ever a week to pick him up, this would be the week. Um, and, you know, it. you never know. Check it out. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in all the land. <laughs> you want to take some advice from this show, for example, Take an over on any quarterback passing yards anytime they play the Minnesota Vikings. That's a JM special straight for you. Other thing they're doing is uh, they're giving you cards. Cards when you signed up and like Derek Carr went over a certain total. Week two, Kyler Murray went over a certain total. I got a free $10 here, a free $10 there. All thanks to the good folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the best. You've got same game parlays. They've got odds boost, great offers left and right every single day. Um, and then if you're a fantasy player, they are the leader in daily fantasy as well. So go check them out. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that code DMVR when you receive. And that'll allow you to um, get a deposit bonus matched up to $1,000. Also, a new offer right now where you place $1 to win uh, $200 on any NFL market. It's just the best. Use that code DMVR and check them out. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Any stonks I'm missing or shall we go straight to waiver wire pickup? Week one, aside from Elijah Mitchell, who we mentioned, and that ship sailed. But before we get into this, just real quick, since we're on the, the topic of DraftKings, yeah. make sure you guys are listening to DMVR Bets every day. My man Dre has been on a heater. We've got all kinds of RK. Well, I mean. The dogs go to heaven parlays hit two weeks in a row. Just saying. I turned $2 into $200 with college football this weekend. So DraftKings Sportsbook, definitely popping, definitely lots the of, way to be. Lots of good knowledge here. Yes. Lots of good knowledge. Real knowledge, not end for knowledge, like Nebraska. Stonks-wise, anything else? Um, Teddy Bridgewater. All the homies Quick. in the chat. Yeah, also making money. Let's Tim hit, Patrick. 
Yeah, we'll hit both of those in waiver pickups because I think the Broncos are in general there. But Stonks up just in general on um, AFC West offenses. I'm kind of in on all of them. Uh, even though the Chargers had a tough week, I think Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Justin Herbert are going to be really, really yeah. solid fantasy plays. Is it weird of me to say I'm a little, especially because they had a great game last night even though they lost, I'm a little bit less high on the Chiefs offense right now outside mm-hmm. of Mahomes just I mean, because – and, I mean, if you have Kelsey, obviously that he's pretty much good for a touchdown a week, but – the lack of depth at wide receiver yeah, is going to impact them. I mean, and we the, saw Baltimore completely take away yes, Tyreek in that yes. game, and that's going to happen more than once this and year. And that's a great zone coverage team that's bracketing one guy, and because they're so good in zone coverage and picking up the middle of the field, they're they're as good as anyone in covering Kelsey. And he's and still now, got a touchdown. <laughs> right. And now outside, though, instead of Sammy Watkins, you're dealing with McCole Hardman. Pringle, so you know it's it's a step down, and also the continuity on the offensive line. We re- the first two years for Mahomes, the O line didn't have like studs or, but it was the same. So much continuity until the Super Bowl, yeah, and that's when everything fell apart for that exactly. team. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Stonks, though, yeah, I, I is it? I, I think that's well covered. Let's get yeah. into the waiver wires here because that I. I've got some teams of mine that need some work, and so I'm going to get to this. Uh, I need a running back, man. I don't know if you get – I'm putting you on the spot here. But. Well, Cordero Patterson, that's – you know, if you can get him at running back after his showing against the Buccaneers this week, kind of closing the – seemed like a blowout for a minute, then Cordero does some stuff. You know, Russell Gage was kind of the hot not name coming into the season, replacing those Julio touches. Corderell has really been the guy. One. That was the weird thing, and that was yeah. a guy that yeah. I think I told you to play him even week one, so I felt bad about that one. But No, he's been a huge pickup, and, I mean, he's probably owned in just about every league, but if he's still available, Tony Pollard is a huge pickup. This. That's a great one. That's a Because, I mean, Zeke has struggled, but I really don't think that's happening. Now, I, after that, it gets a lot trickier because there might be people who already own Justin Fields in your league, and also... I wouldn't go after Justin Fields. Yes, there's the run value. It's more like a backup quarter, a stash type situation. See if he booms. And yeah, then... but honestly, I bet you you can find Derek Carr available. I bet you you can find Daniel Jones, who's going to have you similar impact as That's a good runner. point. I bet you Kirk Cousins still available in a lot of leagues. Like Kirk that. Cousins has like 60 points in two weeks. As bad as that Minnesota defense uh, is, they've gone off offensively, yeah. and we don't know what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. Hopefully, he's okay. That was a scary moment when. He went off in that one, but they're huge scoring games. Now, what about Teddy Bridgewater, for example, or Tim Patrick? I'm all in on both of these guys. Teddy right now, check down Teddy as he has been labeled. Matt right now leads the NFL in pass attempts over 20 yards downfield. Again, some of that might be skewed a little bit because they haven't run the ball as effectively as they wanted to. And that's going to change a little bit as the season goes on. But we're seeing a Denver passing offense that's probably the most competent outside of that small stretch with Drew Drew Locke, you know, that four-game stretch under Rich Gangarello. This is probably the best since Denver in 2014. Right. Definitely. Uh, Tim Patrick's probably going to catch like six or seven touchdown passes this year, and that alone should... He's a free agent in yeah, both my he's leagues. A free agent. I, don't under- I don't need a receiver, and I'm, I might just add him anyways just because of the value. And Teddy, I would, I would pick Teddy up too. I think both of them... 
I, I before the season, and this is me saying I'm wrong, before the season I said avoid the Broncos' offense. I'm not saying that anymore, and both of these guys are available in a lot of leagues. Now, I will ask you, are, are either of you hesitant a little bit just about the fact that they haven't played great teams? I do think yeah, the course. Giants' defense is decent. I, I don't no, think that's no, a bad no, no, showing no, no, no. on the road. They are good. They're good. That's okay. a like, yeah. legitimately talented defense that's spent a lot on its secondary and has two bona fide studs on the line. And, uh, I mean, games in Florida always feel a little weird to me. It's, you know, it's they're all... 11 a.m. kickoff. Yeah. It's muggy. Jacksonville, yeah. weird atmosphere. There was like, rain for about yeah. a third of the game this time. There's, I, I feel really good about this offense moving forward just because. There's a lot of depth that surrounds him. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of. Well, um, we don't know when Judy's going to be 100% either. Even when he comes back, I mean, a lower body injury with somebody as explosive as he is that's so dependent on the line of scrimmage movement, quick lateral cuts, like an ankle injury is a little bit worrisome. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're getting one sure. in here from our guy, Zach. He's saying Diami Brown. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, uh, he's a guy who's getting a lot of targets deep. Heineke seemed to be going after him. I think at wide receiver, if still available, um, and from what I'm seeing, he's available in like 45% of leagues on ESPN is Sterling Shepard. Should be that. one of the first wide receivers you're targeting. He's getting a lot of touches over the middle. There's a lot of Kenneth Gainwell love, uh, the running back out of Memphis for the Eagles. <sighs> um, Leonard Fournette's available in a lot of leagues too. He's starting to catch some passes. Um, if you so are, crazy. if you're desperate, um, I wouldn't go there unless you have to. But there's a lot of if you need a running back, he's going to make some catches. He's probably got a floor of seven or eight fantasy points, which is good for you. Um, you're desperate, yeah. I mean, yeah. And you'll have a good, like, Rondale, Christian, uh, Christian Kirk debate. I think Kirk's probably going to be owned in most leagues. Rondale shouldn't be. Henry Ruggs, another guy who went off this week. Uh, similar to Rondale, right? Like, more of a feast or famine, big it's, play Yeah, guy. any of those big speed guys, it's just it's going to be a boomer bust type situation. If but. you're in a PPR, you got to go aggressively after Sterling Shepard if you haven't already... Uh, going to get aggressively after Corderell Patterson, and there will be some formats where Patterson's already gone. What about Latavius Murray in Baltimore? They've lost two backs already. I don't love it, but he did get a touchdown in his first game back. Touchdown? He, he's that kind of guy. We we talked about it. He's going to get goal line carries, which you like, but... He's also going to lose touchdowns because of Lamar Jackson. Though. Exactly, mm -hmm. and I'm just avoiding that backfield in general right now because... I mean, he was probably their best running back yesterday, but he didn't get the most yards. He ended up with 36 rushing yards last night. I thought he played a good game. He had that touchdown. I don't know. I'm just avoiding the Ravens unless it's Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah, and we've talked about Sony Michelle. That's another kind of desperation play. You hope maybe Daryl Henderson gets hurt and he's like the number one. Soon enough, James White in PPRs is another kind of desperation play there. Michael Carter... Or Jermichael Hasty now. I like Michael Carter maybe just because I do think they are going to try and lean on that ground game a little bit more. They'd have to. Gosh. I mean, they're coming off of obviously a four-interception game. I'm not going to overreact to that because Belichick has been just destroying rookie quarterbacks for 22 straight years in New England. But, I mean, they, that Jets offense is just inept. They're going to have to run the football at some point. Let's hit up some questions before we step out and start to watch some Monday Night Football.
Lay it on us, Kale. We got anything good here? Yeah, what do you all think about Zeke? I'm a Dallas fan, and I'm like, Tony time? Yeah, start Tony over Zeke. If you drafted him as a handcuff, Tony Pollard's the best running back on that team. Yeah, I think you're lucky that Zeke's still getting some touches and stuff right now and would try to sell, but I mean... I dumb Zeke for anything at this point. Pollard's exciting when you watch him play. Like, Pollard just has another gear, and we see this in the NFL time and time again. A running back kind of hits his, like, mileage limit, and then that young guy comes in, and it's like he's got he's got another gear, literally. So that's what's happening right now, and it's definitely Tony Zeke time. just looks yeah. like he's running in quicksand, man. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. – it's hard to watch. As some, I, I really enjoyed watching Zeke early in his career. I loved what he did at Ohio State, and – that's saying something because there are a few programs in the country I despise more than Ohio State, but that's how electric he was. And right. it's unfortunate, but it's a position where, it, unfortunately, the, the longevity just isn't there. Right. Brad's asking Fournette or CH? A real battle. Go, Tigers. Um, I lean Clyde Edwards Hilaire ah. just slightly, but he's a guy that I just haven't been high on. Really that fumble yesterday sucked. He's just fine. Like That's the thing is everybody, because he was going into an Andy Reid offense, was really excited about him. I think we've learned he's a league average running back, and I that's wonder, kind of all he is. I well wonder if there will be a, a point where they start to give more touches to the backups, who are I more, mean, have proven to be more. Damian Williams, it, Williams, who opted out last year, is back on that team, and he's really good within the five. Like He's going to get goal line carries. Super Bowl MVP two years ago when they won it, right? Um like he he played really good in that in that game and has been reliable in the playoffs. So yeah, I think we just talked ourselves into Fournette. Uh, yeah, I came in think leaning Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I think Fournette's ceiling's probably higher long term. It's both like potent offenses where the running back doesn't do much, but uh, I probably can count on Fournette getting me a tud a little more than Ch, especially because in the red zone, Kansas City's so dependent on Kelsey. Yeah, right. Good point. All right, let's hit one more. One more? What about buying low on Jalen Rieger? Do it. Yeah, absolutely. Buy in on the Eagles offense. I like it. I'm in. And if you can't, Rondale, Henry Ruggs, you've got other options among those feast or famine big play guys. But yes, he's a free agent, especially. We were talking about the wrong Williams. My apologies. But there is the Williams. Daryl Williams. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Right, right. (laughs) The Damien's the good one. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, right, Daryl Williams, though, guys like that, I think He's could start. playing really well in the red zone, at least, and that's true. So For a running back in fantasy, that's huge. So, But thank you, Alan, for the correction. I appreciate that. We will be back next week before Monday Night Football to do it all over again. Justin Michael, Kill Sorbo, Andre Simone, best of luck in your matchups and your waiver wire pickups. Enjoy watching some football this week. We will catch you next Monday.